Welcome to the Swim Swam podcast. I'm your host, Coleman Hodges. Joining me today, I've got a very special guest. She is a five-time world junior champion. We've got Jade Hanna. Jade, how are you doing today? I'm doing great. Thank you so much for this opportunity on having me on here. want to start with the 2021 Canadian Olympic trials. Obviously, we've reported that they're going to be timed finals. It's invite only at this point. And those start lists just were released a couple days uh, prior to this recording. So give me your take when you got that news. What was your reaction? And, and how have you kind of adjusted your preparation heading into those trials now? Um, so my coach had given us all a little bit of a heads up on what may happen with these Olympic trials this year. Um, for me, it hasn't affected me at all mentally or physically. Um, I'm just really honored that they're still having an Olympic trials and that Team Canada will be sending a swim team to the Olympics. Um, so I just feel really blessed that that's still going on. Yeah. And I, so I have to ask... Looking, looking at those entry lists, you're entered in the 100 back, 200 back, 50 free, 100 free, 100 fly. Uh, are you planning on swimming all of those events? Um, so I will be swimming all the backstrokes and I have qualified in the 100 free, 50 free and one fly. Okay. So <clears throat> definitely the backstrokes and that is, you're in an interesting position, especially in those backstrokes from the outside perspective. Your, your third seed and uh, next to Kylie Moss and Taylor Ruck, who are, you know, Canadian backstroke stalwarts. They, they've been, you know, <laughs> very solid for Canada these last few years. And then you're, you're right there in third. Does, uh, how do you view yourself heading into those trials, especially in that 100 and 200 backstroke? Um, so I'm actually able to train with Kylie and Taylor, which has been a great opportunity for me because I've never been able to see really how they train. And it's been so amazing. They're such great girls. Um, for me, I really like just being the underdog, not really having a lot of stress on me going into these kind of races. Um, because I just want to be the best G that I can be and not really focus on other swimmers. Yeah. It, that seems like a good perspective to have. And like you said, being that underdog, probably not so much pressure, which I'm guessing is pretty nice. Um, <laughs> it, it sounds like you guys have tr quite the training group at HBC Ontario, uh, which is where you train in Toronto. I mean, tell me about, you mentioned Kylie Taylor, but the, I mean, Sydney Pickram, I think just joined the crew. You guys have... Yeah. But like, I'm guessing what might be half the Canadian Olympic team, at least <laughs> training, training with you on a day-to-day -day basis. What has that been like? How long have you been there? Um, so I just moved up to Toronto this August okay. um, to start training with the High Performance Center and with Ben Titley. Um, it has honestly been amazing. One of the best decisions that I think I've made. Um, training with everyone, it has been so great because I can just see how, like, professional and how everyone comes into practice and we all have the same goal at the end of the day. So it really motivates me. And I think it motivates everyone to just know that you're not in that alone. 
um, yeah, it's been a great time. I really like it here. Can, can you pinpoint any specific ways about how you now move through training being in that environment over the last four or five months? Um, just how you carry yourself or, or, or habits you've picked up in the pool or outside of the pool since, since being around those, that level of athlete? Um, it has definitely helped me mature as a swimmer. Um, just being one of the younger ones in the group, I've definitely had to step up a lot. I feel like it's more of like a pack mentality in like training every day because you never want to be the last one to the wall. So you're always just like trying to push and push and get there um, because you never want to be out of touch at the end. So, and for me, I love competing. Like that is the number one thing I like to do. Um, so in training, I feel like I'm always just trying to like race, get up and race, get up and race. And it has paid off a lot. And I've noticed a big progression in my training, which has been nice. Yeah. Is, is that constant racing something you had in your last practice environment? Um, yes, it was a bit more of a different environment because we definitely, there wasn't as many sprinters. Um, we definitely specialized more in like IM distance swimming. There was some 200 swimmers and I was able to race them all the time in practice. And I'm very thankful that I had them. Um, but yeah, it's two different programs, but I love both of them equally. Yeah. And so, and I was going to ask about just the style of training that you personally do from, from your last program to the HPC in Ontario with, with Ben, coach Ben Titley now, uh, has, was that a big change just in the way, the, the way, the practices that you do on a day-to-day basis? Yeah, there's definitely a very high demand on what I do and the execution on it. Um, if I'm not executing to the point that he would like it, I definitely know. And I love that because it just makes me want to be better. And I know that he just wants me to be better. So it helps a lot. Is, is backstroke a big emphasis in your day-to-day training or do you do a lot of different things from day-to-day? Um, it's definitely more backstroke than anything, um, which is really nice because I get to get up and race Kylie most days. <laughs> um, so her and I are mainly backstroke and then we get to switch it, um, like add in some freestyle here and there, but for like main set sprint stuff, it's all backstroke. Gotcha. Is, are, are, would you consider yourself a pretty good practice swimmer? Um, I'm definitely a better racer than I am practicing, but my practicing has come a lot, like a huge way, um, just from being in this kind of environment and being around these girls, Kylie and Taylor, just, to, they're starting to rub off on me, which is nice. <laughs> yeah. Do, do you have race days in practice or do you have a favorite day of the week in practice? Um, so I love Wednesday mornings and Saturday mornings because it's kind of a pick your own adventure and we do a lot of video work those days. Um, and I'm a very visual learner. So I love and just starts and turns and just like speed stuff. Um, so there's a huge emphasis on those, those days. Yeah. Have, do you, do you have a focus? Let's, let's take backstroke, for example, do you have something that you pretty routinely focus on or have been working on in the recent past um, in terms of your backstroke and practice? I definitely my turns underwaters and breakouts um, from coming into the group. That was like definitely my weakest spot. 
And throughout this year so far, it's come a huge way um, because we can go back and like look back at the videos Mm. and just to see my progression throughout the year has been like astonishing to me. (laughs) Nice. So have you actually gotten to race in competitions, whether I guess whether that be just inner squads or um, maybe time trials or actual meets in the last four or five months? Um, so no actual meets or virtual meets. We are able to get up and practice and Ben does a really good job at getting us ready and like kind of amped up to do that. Um, so we've done that here and there a few times, a mix of short course and long course. So it, it's been good. Anything to like just get up and put a suit on has been just great. <laughs> yeah. Was, has there been a swim or a time where you've gotten a race that stood out to you is you're like, wow, pat on the back for that one. Um, probably my first race, we did like a hundred backstroke long course and I was like one double O low. And that was huge for me because I usually hit that at like a pro series around that time. So being able to just get up and practice, like after a regular set, I was like, okay, like things are happening. Like this is going good. So I was happy about that. And when was that? Um, that was probably just before Christmas break. So not too okay. long ago. Nice. Yeah. Um, so let's back things up just a little bit. Um, obviously, it's been a wonky year for everyone. You said you moved to HBC Ontario in August. Uh, tell, me, tell me about pre-August, you know, from March to August, uh, when we were basically in full pandemic mode. And, you know, a lot of things were locked down. What was your situation like? Um, So it was quite interesting. One of my teammates from the high performance down in Victoria, uh, we swam every day in a lake or the ocean, which was absolutely terrible. Um, (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, it was dreadful. But it got us in the water. It got us the feel for the water, which I am, like, really grateful for. And then we'd either, we would always do, like, a home workout Um, our group would provide that and then we'd either go for a long run or a long bike ride after that to finish the day so we did that for probably like two to three months (laughs) oh wow and so that was pretty much every day was swim gym run or bike yeah on top of trying to finish high school for (laughs) courses it was yeah it was a stressful time but at the same time like I wouldn't change it for anything it definitely taught me a lot about myself uh, tell me about these lake and ocean swims. Did you, oh, do you guys sorry. have wetsuits? <laughs> yeah. So I actually bought a wetsuit from Canadian Tire, which is not an actual wetsuit. It's just like a body glove or something. <laughs> um, she, she's an open water swimmer. So she had like the full gear and I was like, yeah, I don't really know what I'm doing, but I'm here. <laughs> so I wore that and I thought I was going to turn into the Hulk because like my shoulders were just like dead by the end of each swim because of how heavy this thing was. Um, But yeah, it was completely freezing. We'd get out and we'd be like completely just like shivering and trying to huddle for warmth. Um, But it brought us closer together and um, I still talk to her every day. So I'm very thankful. (laughs) Do you have a gauge of how far you guys would go or how long you would swim? Yeah, so she would wear this watch that would like tell us or she put her phone in like the swim buoy. Mm-hmm. Um, so we swam around like five to six K each day, which like wasn't terrible, but it like it got us in. <laughs> That's a lot for, op- I, 
<laughs> That's a lot, right? Yeah. <laughs> uh, wow. And I mean, we're, sorry, you were freaking <laughs> cold. How long did that take you? I mean, is that like one to two hours? Yeah, it probably took us like an hour and a half between an hour and 45, depending on how big the waves were and how cold it was. Because like my body would slowly shut down after like 10 minutes. <laughs> so I was just kind of swimming like on ice blocks at this point. But yeah, we swim- We started in the ocean and then I saw a crab for the first time and I freaked out. So I was like, we're going to the lake. <laughs> so after that, we just started swimming around like the local lake just a few times. Okay. I was going to ask, was there like a particular swim that stood out to you or a wildlife setting, (laughs) but answered my question. Yeah, that was definitely that. I don't think I've ever moved faster in my life. (laughs) I was out of the water. Was this a big Um, crab? So I personally thought it was. She didn't actually see it. So I'm not actually sure if I did see a crab, but it seemed pretty big. It was like this and it has claws up at me. So I was like out of the water and everybody was laughing at me. And I was just like, no, I'm not going back in. We're heading to the lake. <laughs> <laughs> uh, in, in the lake, were there any wildlife sightings or any notable swims? Um, so I wouldn't actually open my eyes underwater. So when I was like swimming, I'd had my eyes closed. And then when I would breathe, I'd open them and then put them back down. Um, I just don't like being able to not see the bottom. That's why I, I like a pool. Um, but probably just when it started to get a bit warmer and we could finally like unzip our um like our wetsuits and just kind of swim with like the hand gloves and the booties on Mm. that was probably like the biggest thing we both got so excited and it was still only like five degrees there um so we're like yes like it's finally summer even (laughs) though it like wasn't even close (laughs) so that was definitely the big standout for me there nice i can't believe you swam all that time mostly with your eyes closed, but I I totally understand. I hate open water swimming. Also, it terrifies me. Not being able to see the bottom really makes a difference, especially when you're used to that. (laughs) Mm -hmm. Uh, So tell me about the, uh, the gym and the runs and the bikes. What, what were those like? And did you have like guidance uh, along the way for those or were those kind of free form also? Um, so the home weights, our uh, physiologist, Liz Johnson, she actually provided us with home weights and so did our strength and conditioning coach, DBA. Um, so we had a structured weight program there, which was nice. And they gave us equipment before the big lockdown down in Victoria. Mm-hmm. Um, so we had some equipment. It wasn't like ideal, but it worked. And then for the weight, uh, for the running and the biking, that was definitely on our own. Um, the biking nearly killed me. (laughs) I'm not a huge biker. Um, I've always been kind of a runner, so that wasn't hard to pick up again. Our runs were probably around like 10 to like 14 K and then our bikes were probably around like 20 (laughs) K. You guys were putting in some serious mileage on all fronts. Yeah, most days, like at the beginning, it was definitely hard to get into just because we weren't used to it. But once we got into like, um, like a schedule and stuff, it was much easier. And we both looked forward to seeing each other because we were the only two that we could see. Mm. Um, So it was our way to like socialize as well during the day, which was nice. Yeah. So I mean, so you were working out at least three to four hours a day. Yeah. (laughs) 
Wow. It was nice though. It got us out of the house and it was a mental break from my, my school as well. So I think we both really needed it. And yeah, I was just so happy that she had reached out to me in the beginning. Nice. So you mentioned earlier that, you know, this, this taught you a lot about yourself, which I'm mm-hmm. sure, you know, with, with little to no coaching and spending the hours you did working on that fitness aspect. Um, I mean, yeah. What do you feel like you came away with? Um, so this past year, it has taught me so much um, about like just trying to stay focused and be present and live in the moment um, because you never really know what the next day will bring. Um, so that was one huge takeaway. And just from moving out here this year has also really helped me mature and become more independent. I've learned how to become more of an adult and I've learned that it really sucks. So <laughs> Um, yeah, but honestly, like it has really just grown me as a person and I'm really happy about it. (laughs) (laughs) What what do you dislike about being an adult? Um, probably having to cook after I come home from practice. I'm just so dead some days. And the last thing I want to do is just go in the kitchen and start preparing a meal. Mm -hmm. Um, I've learned how to do a bit of meal prep on Sundays. Um, and that helps me get through like the first half of the week, which is nice. But the second half has kind of been like, oh, God, I got to cook again. Like, OK, let's do this. <laughs> but yeah. <laughs> Agreed. I also dislike the cooking part of being an adult. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> uh, <laughs> but, you know, it's I guess it, pros and cons. Uh, so you, you mentioned um you, you were able to kind of learn how to be more present. Um, have you been able to, were there certain things that you did that helped you be able to stay more present either, you know, now training in Toronto or then training, uh, with your partner and, and in the spring, um, I mean, were there specific things or just kind of those long, long practices helped you just kind of get focused to the here and now? Um, so I always find swimming brings me back to ground. Swimming has always been my safe place. Um, so if I'm just kind of stressed, I love going for a swim and just kind of flushing it all out. I feel way better after practice than I do sometimes going in. Um, so probably just being able to, like during quarantine, being able to get in the water and not losing that feeling was huge for me. Cause I was like, okay, I still know why I'm doing this. Like, this has always been the goal. This is just like a little blip in the road. Um, and for me, honestly, having the postponement like wasn't a huge deal because it was just an extra year for me to be able to train and I'm not at the end of my career so it just um it wasn't a huge stressor for me like the more time to train it'll only make me better so definitely training has just helped me keep me grounded for sure yeah and what went into the decision of moving to Toronto uh once you finished high school Um, So I have deferred the year um, to go to the States due to COVID and the postponement of the Olympics. So those are the two big indicators for me. And then I had a great opportunity um, to come down and train with Ben Titley at the High Performance Center. So I hopped on that right away um, because my center down in Victoria was closing at this time. So come September, I didn't really have anywhere to train at my house. Um, so I knew I had to move and this seemed like the best 
decision at the time. And I think I made a great decision and I'm very happy with it. It seems like it's working out pretty well so far. <laughs> yeah. Which is cool. Um, do you have, so heading into the Canadian trials, are there any co- competitions that are on your schedule as of now? Um, I think some Canada may be trying to set up a virtual or an Ontario summit. I'm mm-hmm. not sure about a lot of the details. We usually get told this closer to the date. Um, but if that doesn't happen, um, like I said, Ben does a really great job at having us get up um, once or twice, like in a month, and just suiting up and trying to get back to um, either close to our best times or do best times, which has been great. Um, so I feel like racing, I'm not stressed about. I know once like Olympic trials do come, I'm going to be ready. And he has prepared us in the best way that he could. So yeah having had those terrible dreadful ocean and lake swims and then also (laughs) the long runs and bikes you know kind of having to do that all yourself um did that make coming back to a team especially like you have in toronto now with you know a lot of i'm assuming really great teammates a very knowledgeable coach um has that made that coming back to that easier hundred percent. Um, I definitely am guilty of taking swimming for granted sometimes and just going through that during quarantine, um, and lockdown, I now swim every day with like gratitude towards the sport. Um, because I know that like tomorrow or the next day, like it could all be taken away. Um, so just to be able to try to get everything out of it that I can say, um, has been a huge like learning curve for me. Yeah. Uh, I think it's been a learning curve for just about, just about all of us. Uh, <laughs> yeah. I feel like, I feel like we're all coming out of this with a bit more of gratitude, but that's, that's cool. Um, so I'd like to delve into your past a little bit. As I mentioned at the top of the podcast, your five-time world junior champion, uh, nine-time medalist at the world junior championships between 2017 and 2019. Um, how, how did you first get into swimming? Um, so I had tried every sport under the moon. Um, <laughs> I was just always on the go and my mom just didn't know what to do with me. And she actually used to swim when she was younger. So she tried putting me in swimming and I just took to it right away. I loved being in the water. She couldn't get me out. Um, I She had gone to the Canada Games when she was probably just a bit younger than me and so I just wanted to always like be that and be better than she was um so for a while that was like my motivation in the sport I was like I just want to be better than her um so (laughs) yeah pretty bad um but yeah I just love being in the sport and I was actually like a competitive paddler at the same time um and then it came to a point where I had to decide between the two because training would like overlap with paddling and vice versa so it was just like yeah so I used to be a competitive canoeer okay okay yeah um so yeah it was just like a lot of driving for my mom though so I ended up taking swimming and that same year I had moved out to Victoria okay for swimming yeah yes for swimming okay where were you before Victoria 
I lived out in Halifax, Nova Scotia. That was my home for like, that's where I grew up. Okay. (laughs) That sounds, that sounds pretty. Is it nice out there? Yeah, I love both of them. They kind of remind me of the same place. Just one has mountains and one doesn't. (laughs) Gotcha. Nice. So you moved to Victoria and then how old are you at that time? I was 14. Okay. And did, was that a big mindset shift for you? Was that a big growing period for you? Cause uh, it's, it sounds like, you know, you start taking, if you moved out for swimming, that starts to become a priority, I'm guessing. Yeah, it was definitely a huge change. And that's kind of when I was like, okay, yeah, this is the sport. This is what I'm sticking with. Like, I want to make the Olympics in this sport. Um, when I first moved out there, Hillary Caldwell was still swimming. And so I really looked up to her. Um, I would like try as hard as I could in practice to just like try to even be like in her bubble length. Um, <laughs> Cause she was a great trainer. She has always been just so tough and just like always there to work and ready. And I always admired that. Mm-hmm. Um, so coming in, that's exactly what I needed. And that's exactly who I needed to look up to at the time. And for me, it was like how I got so good that's like time point yeah from like learning from her yeah and what year did you move there was that 15 16 uh 2016 I moved okay and so uh you moved there and then was there a moment uh after the move that was kind of like everything clicked and you're like okay this is this is this is going well um, I think it was our world trials that year. Mm-hmm. Um, it was like kind of my first time, like my breakout meet with the High Performance Center of Victoria. Um, so everyone I knew had come down like from the East Coast, um, like swim wise. And it was my first kind of meet with like the group. And I was just so excited. It was at our home pool. Um, it was on my turf and I had a great meet. So that was like the first time I was like, oh, wow. Okay. Yeah. The training is like paying off. Like this is going well. Like I can actually do this. Um, And after that, I just kind of kept the flow going through the summer of 2017 and yeah, into the junior world, which was awesome as well. Yeah. So at, at those world trials in 2017, you qualify for the world junior champs in Indianapolis. Um, Had you ever been to a meet? like that before no (laughs) um that was definitely my first international meet the only meet that I had gone to prior to that that was outside of Canada were the pro series in Orlando I think just before um like our trials Mm -hmm. um Olympic trials back in 2016 so I hadn't traveled much up to that point. And for me, it was huge to just qualify and to be able to go to a junior world because that had been my goal for a few years. Um, so to actually like check that off in like my box of goals, that was really good for me. Yeah. And I mean, not only do you qualify for that meet, but you take golds in the 50 backstroke, the medley relay, the mixed medley relay, and then bronze in the hundred backstroke as well. I mean, going into that meet, did you have podium or medal aspirations? Um, not so much. 
again, I was coming in as a complete underdog. Nobody even really thought I was going to break a minute in the hundred backstroke. Um, because at that point, again, I'm, I'm a, definitely a better racer than I am trainer. Mm-hmm. So when I got up and did that, my coach was like, Oh my gosh, like, what was that? Where did that come from? And I was like, I was just happy to race, like just get up against these girls. Um, and so that was a huge moment for him and I, um, because we really grew closer together and it really taught him more about me and me more about him during the meet. Um, so all in all, it was just, it was great. (laughs) What is it about racing, especially in, in an environment like that, that allows you, or that gets you motivated, gets you excited, allows you to compete at that next level? Um, I love the nerves that come with racing um, and the like endorphins and just like the energy of the building. Um, I don't know, like it's just the intensity. I, I just love getting up and racing and just seeing what my hard work and practice can actually do and just trying to push my body to like its absolute limit. Yeah. Was, was there a moment from those 2017 World Junior Champs that stands out to you? Um, honestly, probably the 50 backstroke for me, tying with Natsumi Sakai in the 50, that was huge. I didn't even know I like actually, um, meddled. <laughs> I had touched the wall and I had seen, like, I had a look a few times. I was like, oh, okay. And I looked again and I was like, oh, first, okay, that's kind of cool. And then she came over and gave me hugs. She's like, we won. And I was like, what? And so I looked at the board again. I was like, oh my gosh, we tied. So I was like super excited because it's awesome to win a gold medal, but to share it with someone else and have that experience together, like it's unbelievable. Like she was so happy. Her team was so happy. My team was so happy. I was happy. And we were both just staring up there, like huge smiles on our faces. And yeah, I wouldn't trade that for anything. Like it was, it was a great experience. Yeah. (laughs) That sounds pretty great. Uh, Like (laughs) you said, to share, to share that winning with someone, um, mm-hmm. is, is really cool. And so it's, it seems like that was a very positive experience. Fast forward to two years later, you know, you, you come into the world junior championships in Budapest in 2019. I'm guessing, did you come in with different expectations and did you feel a, a different feel of, of how people viewed you? Mm-hmm. Um, I definitely feel back in 2017, I was more looking up because um, Penny was there, Taylor was there, Kyla Sanchez were there. Um, so they were definitely the leaders of the group. Like I looked up to them. Um, I just kind of followed what they were doing because I knew they had been to Worlds before they had done this. Mm. Um, and I feel like I kind of took that leadership role in 2019 with the Team Canada, um, which I loved um, because I felt like I was just kind of there to be able to help if anyone um like needed it or just to be there um yeah because i had that experience already i had already gone to um the 2017 junior worlds i've been to commonwealth games like i know how this kind of stuff works um yeah i it, it was a great experience like both 2017 and 2019 i love them in different ways but at the end of the day like i love representing my country and yeah, it was just great. <laughs> yeah. To, again, same, same question. Do you have a moment about the, the 2019 World Junior Champs, which let me, let me add a little context. Go to that meet. 
you win gold individually in the 100 and 200 backstroke, and then you earn bronze in the 50 backstroke, the 400 medley relay, and the mixed medley relay. So you walk away with five medals. Um, do you have a moment that stuck out from that meet? Um, probably having to swim my individual event first and then five minutes later having to step back up on the block and do it for my team then. Um, because one was for me and I wanted to succeed for myself. And the second time I got up was for my country, for my team. Like I knew everyone was counting on me. So just having that different like diversity and why I'm racing was like so great because I love getting up and racing on a relay with my team. It is one of the best experiences because everyone is just so like amped up and ready to go. And I knew that I was going to be tired after my first race. So having them just be like, okay, you got this, like, let's do this. Like you're like ready to go. Don't worry about it. Like just forget what just happened. And I was like, okay, yeah, you're right. Like good, bad, ugly. I'm ready to go. Like I'll be here racing right beside you guys. So that was probably like a great feeling to have and being able to stand up on the podium with my team. That was also great. So it, yeah. <laughs> what, what were the two races? What was the individual and what was the relay? Um, so I think it happened once in my hundred backstroke. And then I had maybe like the women one medley um before by one medley and then the other time was right after my 50 backstroke it wasn't the outcome I wanted at all um but they were able to like I was able to pull myself together and then I had my team behind me supporting me so we were able to podium get on the podium and we all had really great races um so just having them there with me really helped me get through that and just being able to forget about it right away and focus on the next thing also helped a lot with it. Um, so just like standing up there with them, it was probably one of my like most proud moments because I was like, we did it, like we actually did it. It was the last day, we were all so tired and we finished off on a high note. So I couldn't have wanted anything better for the team. Um, break down that the 50 backstroke because obviously you, you kind of went from a low to, to a big high. Um, you tied for silver in the 50 backstroke. Is mm -hmm. that right? Um, I mean, yeah. you were like, I'm, I'm looking at it now. You were 0.04 off of gold. What was so bitter about that race for you? Um, probably the most bitter thing was I knew that I could have won it if it, if I had a better touch. When I was coming in, it was my last five meters. I remember watching the video and I was just like banging my head. Um, but I wouldn't have wanted a different outcome because now I have something that I can like work towards um, and just get better at. I remember when I first came home, the first thing I said to my coach was like, I want to work on my touches. My touches, I don't want to get outtouched ever again. It's the worst feeling. Um, but after I touched the wall, I had like looked up right away and I knew I had lost the race. Um, cause when I had dove down to touch, I had seen that she just out touched me and I was like, oh man, it was like terrible. Um, but she was so happy and I was so happy for her. Um, and then afterwards when I was warming down, I was kind of upset. Obviously I was like, man, I can't believe I like lost in a touch. Um, but then going into the relay, cause I literally had maybe five, 10 minutes before I would be up again. 
Um, so I think I did like a 200 warm down at most. And then I had to get right back up. Um, and during that, I just tried to take deep breaths, focus on making my touch better. Because the last thing I wanted was to get my team disqualified. Um, so those were the main things that I was focusing on in that moment. I was like, okay, just work on my touches, work on my turns, and then rest will come to you. Um, and then when I got into the ready room, everybody's like, Kate, that was amazing. And I was like, okay, they don't think I'm a failure. Like they still believe in me. Like this is going to be good. This is going to be a good race. Like I've still got my whole country behind me. Like I'm, I'm proud with the outcome. Yeah. <laughs> I, yeah, that's a, that's a really cool story. And obviously uh, you got some good perspective, maybe, maybe some much needed perspective uh, from your teammates, which is cool. Um, so, so heading forward, you, we, everyone just kind of got back from their, you know, Christmas break, Christmas training, maybe. Did you, do you guys have a pretty intense Christmas training? Um, surprisingly, no. <laughs> I was kind of surprised about that. We've really just, um, so this has been our first week back. And instead of doing a lot of uh, mileage and just high kilometers, we've just been working on speed, um, max effort things, which has gotten us right back to where we were. Um, and usually in the past, I do the complete opposite. It's usually like 10K practices, just like high demand, long swimming, like hundreds, 200s, like holding heart rate. And so this is definitely a different kind of training that I was used to in the past. And I think it's being very beneficial for me. So I can't ask for anything else. <laughs> yeah. So it, it sounds like you're in a good place uh, moving forward. You've got trials in about two and a half months, maybe three months. Um, in the, in just in the next couple months, in the next few weeks, maybe, um, what are you focusing on? What are you looking forward to? Um, I'm definitely looking forward to ramping it up a bit. Um, so these first 10 days, um, Ben had told us that we will be doing a lot of max effort, a lot of power stuff. And then we'll be working up on the like heart rate stuff again. And I love long backstride practices. I'm not sure what's about it, but um, just like long course, 300s, 400s, backstroke, holding heart rate. I love those. <laughs> um, they always get me like a summer tie and I can just really get in the zone with them. Um, so I'm definitely looking forward to those kind of practices. Nice. <laughs> not what I expected, but that's, <laughs> that's cool. Uh, so Jade, thank you for dropping in and taking the time to talk with me for a little bit today. I really appreciate it. Any parting thoughts before we sign off? Um, I think that's kind of it. I just want to say thank you so much for having me on the call today. I really appreciate it. You've been listening to the Swim Swam podcast. Stay tuned for new episodes every week. You can take Swim Swim podcasts on the go by subscribing on your favorite podcast platform. Look for links in the description below and be sure to subscribe to our YouTube channel for more videos as well.